0: This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Dave, give us a tip for catching more trout on hopper patterns.
1: We actually have five quick tips in our book on fly fishing the book is called the fly fishers book of lists life is short catch more fish one of the tips for catching more trout on grasshoppers is to slap and twitch your hoppers to create movement especially in slower water
0: so pick the book up you'll find those tips and many more in our book again it's on amazon.com and it's called the fly fishers book of lists life is short catch more fish i still remember the day i learned to ski it was a disaster <laughs> i was at showdown ski resort in montana with a group of college friends dave you were there do you remember it i do and it was it was not a good day for either of us oh man by the end of the day i learned to turn but midday i i remember roaring down the hill and ending up in a heap and a And a ski instructor whose student was doing these nice, slow, sweeping turns skied up to me and, and said, you need to take lessons. I said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you need a guide. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, we actually had a friend named Tim who was trying to teach about half a dozen of us. That was a problem. I had an instructor, but uh, he was busy with some others. So the, the point of all this, though, is that he helped me know how to get started. And by the end of the day, I was I was turning and I, I felt pretty good about yeah, you're myself. you're such a
1: natural athlete. Oh,
0: yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, as good as a guy in skiing in blue jeans and long underwear can do <laughs>
1: exactly oh. I was wet by 30 minutes into the day Right, oh, I would fallen so much
0: actually I think I had wool hunting pants I, I remember that I had my wool pants so that that yeah, helped like, me out better protection Yeah, though. no kidding but you know I I remember him helping us know where to get started I mean how to put your skis on something that simple uh, how to get up after I fell. I remember the first thing we did, we're all there. There's about half a dozen of us. He says, all right, I want everybody to, to fall down. I thought, what? But, but his point was, you need to know how to get up because uh, you're going to be doing this several times today. And that was true. Well, I think my experience on the, the ski lift or the ski hill that day is like what new fly fishers face. You know, they're not sure what to do when they get out of their truck. I mean, really what's that first hour going to look like the hour before you fly fish and that's what we're going to talk about today we've learned that making the most of that hour before you fly fish will help you make the most of your day on the river and we hope along the way too that veterans will find something helpful or at least humorous so come along for the next few minutes and join us as we get out of the truck and start fly fishing so dave first question um do you put your waders on uh, when you get out of the truck, or do you have them on already? I mean, that that's an earth-shaking question to start with, I know, but, man, it's important.
1: Well, it obviously depends where you're fishing. I think 90%, 95% of the time, when I stop the truck, it's I'm putting them on for the first time. But do you right. remember last fall, uh, we fished the Gardener. We got up really early. We put our waders on before we even went to the river right yeah the that's right
0: shop it was cold and and we only had a couple of miles to, to go so it wasn't a big deal it was
1: really chilly but we also were going with a guide that one day so we didn't have a lot of time to waste so right. we wanted to be ready to go but in yep. general yes i am not wearing my waders and so <laughs> you know that's one of the first things that i put on because uh, that's, you know, that, that requires work. So usually, you know, especially if it's hot, I'm probably not putting on waders. I'm wet wading. Uh, I might be putting on neoprene uh, uh, socks with right. just my wading mm-hmm. boots or maybe just my wading sandals. But no. But generally, no, I'm not wearing them. And um, it's obviously going to be hot or uncomfortable in the truck. Right. So, but what about you? Do you generally put them on? Before we start? I don't think so. No,
0: no. I, I always wait until we get started. Yeah, like you, that time last fall. And then once this spring, when I was fishing uh, the Missouri River in Montana, it was a cold March morning, and I uh, stayed with our friend Doug, and, and he lives just a few miles from the uh, Missouri River, uh, the stretch below uh, Hauser Dam. And so uh, he suggested we put our waders on where it, was, uh, where it was warm, and hey, I was all for that. But yeah, generally, uh, uh, I wait, and, and that is the first thing that I put on. I guess you you know you could rig your rod up and do whatever else. But I like to get my waders on. Maybe it's just psychological. But it seems like that's the most time-consuming piece for me. And so I, I just like to get them on and out of the way. And then, uh, then I can do all the other little things. Uh, one thing I like to do is to make sure that I have a piece of carpet or... Uh, or even if it's a piece of plastic uh, so that uh, you know, we're out there in a gravel parking lot somewhere and sometimes it could be muddy or it could be wet you know, if it's snow or rain and it's really nice to have that piece of carpet uh, so you have something to stand on as, as you're, you're changing and usually we're sitting on the bumper of our, of our SUV or, or you know, the bed of a truck or something. I, I know guys who will put a lawn chair in and you know that's a that's a great idea too. Uh, but uh, yeah, getting those waiters uh, is usually the first thing. So what would you say comes next, Dave?
1: Two big chunky items here are you know getting your waiters on and then rigging up. Now, not always will I rig up. So for example, right. if we're walking into Tower Fall and it's a three hour, not a three-hour
0: three-mile trip yeah
1: but maybe it's an hour and a half hike obviously i'm not rigging up maybe right? it
0: will be three hours as we get older <laughs> yeah.
1: so you remember that one time so i oh. should have rigged well oh, i did rig up and i broke my rod down into yeah. just two pieces mm-hmm. and we just got to the top of this ridge and we were scrambling up this little cliff mm-hmm. and we were really within a couple hundred yards of beginning to fly fish we had hiked three and a half miles yeah. in and i caught the tip of my rod on a juniper branch yeah and snapped it off yep i remember that and i hadn't even cast once it Ugh. was so depressing so that actually was a lesson on that on those hikes now i am going to take in my rod rod tube yeah i'm not sure why i thought i should just carry that in but so I probably will take my rod too big. But in general, yes, I'm rigging up my rod at that point. For example, uh, the Blue River. Like I just was over there to fish the Blue River. And in I got, Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. And I rigged up with a caddis and a dropper and, uh-huh. and a merger. It was all ready to go. And, and so the moment I hit the river, I was ready to fish. Yeah.
0: What about you? Well, I, yeah, I tend to uh, rig it up if, if I can. Uh, like you said, though, if we're hiking somewhere that, uh, you know, we're going to be in some tough terrain like heading into tower. I mean, we, we have to scramble up a, a pretty steep, uh, I mean, we call it a cliff. I mean, it, it is a, it's a pretty good slope, but, but it's soft dirt. You can kind of pick your way, but uh, several times, you know, you'll, we'll slip and you, you slide down maybe five feet. It's not dangerous, but it would be for your rod. So, yeah, in those places, I'll do that. Uh, but I, as much as possible, I like to assemble it. You know, if we're heading into the, the Madison and the Bear Trap, it's a pretty nice trail. I'll still, uh, I'll assemble it, but I'll have it broken down into two pieces. Uh, it depends, too. If I know what I'm going to be using uh, for a fly, I'll go ahead and get as much rigged up as I can. Sometimes, though, we'll go somewhere and we say, man, we're not sure until we get to the river and... See if there's anything rising, or see what the conditions look like. Then we decide. So in that case, I'll I'll have everything ready. Um, my my reel is uh, on my rod, and you know the rod's in uh, the four piece rod is in two pieces, kind of broken down in the middle, so that. Uh, yeah, if we walk through brush or trees, I don't snap that tip off. So yeah, that's kinda what I do. If your rod is rigged up, that means
1: you've already made a decision about
0: what you're right. going to yeah. fish, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And
1: sometimes you don't know that until yeah. you get onto the river yep. and see what's rising or, you know, see what the river's like. But sometimes, yeah. especially where I we fish we fish so often, certain times of the year, mm-hmm. I pretty much know what I'm gonna start
0: with. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I put my waders on. Uh, usually, rig my rod up, and then I, I put my vest on at that point because then I can pull leaders, tippet, flies out of my fly vest rather easily. Uh, I've I've just learned over the years where what pockets I put things in, and, and it's it's almost more uh, what intuitive. I can do it more quickly if I'm wearing the vest than if it's just you know down on the you know, the, the trunk of, a, of an SUV or the back of a pickup. Uh, then I'm, I'm taking time because I'm thinking, wait a minute, it's in the left pocket. Well, that's when I'm wearing it. So, yeah, it seems like a little thing, but for me, it just just makes the process a little bit simpler if I, if I get that vest on soon.
1: So what else do you do before you leave the vehicle?
0: Well, let's see. Boy, I make sure I have my keys uh, and that I don't bury them in my pants pocket underneath my waders. I hate that. I've done that a few times where I'll put my keys in my pocket and I want to make sure I don't leave them in the car. That's good. And then I'll put my waders on and my vest and a jacket, and I'm all rigged up, and then, oh, I need to get the keys out so I can lock the car, and <laughs> that's always frustrating. Okay, i got to take my waders partway off, take my vest off, my jacket off, yeah, I know. In most cases, you can simply lock the, the, the vehicle from, you know, from the inside, but, uh, but I do. I always make sure I've got my keys, and I also put my wallet and my cell phone, which is, I'm taking that not to, to check email. Most of the places we fly fish uh, don't have that great a service, although ironically, I get, believe this or not, Dave, I get better cell service uh, on the way, t- on that hike back into the Yellowstone in that really rugged country than I do in my office in suburban Chicago. Seriously? Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, I take my cell phone. I get phone. no
1: service in Yellowstone. I'm on AT&T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Zero. On,
0: I'm on Verizon. I guess the, you remember those commercials, all the Verizon crowd? Yeah. Uh, they don't hang outside my office window. They're, they're smart. They must hang out in Yellowstone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I take my cell phone as a camera. So anyway, I put my wallet and my cell phone in a, in a Ziploc bag or it might be a waterproof pouch. And that's, that's pretty important. Uh, how, how about you, Dave? What else do you do before you leave the vehicle?
1: Make sure I have toilet paper in my satchel. Uh-huh, <laughs> I'll yes. put some in there. I also take water. Sometimes I'll pull stuff out of my satchel. Yeah. Now that I have this satchel, it becomes kind of a junk drawer sometimes, and so I go. Oh, I think I can take that extra reel out oh, of there, I and I can take this out, and I can take that out. So sometimes in that moment, I'm pulling stuff out. That's a
0: good idea. And I've never
1: actually regretted any of it. No. Um,
0: going lighter is, what yeah, is going good. Yeah, going lighter. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: So, uh, so yeah. So I would say water, toilet paper, yeah. pulling stuff out of my vest. Yep. Uh, kind of last-minute making sure I have again my
0: keys right everything like that yep you know honestly I'm I'm not very uh, fast so I'm I'm uh, I I try to have as much stuff organized as I can ahead of time because uh, uh, I don't know, maybe being the oldest child, the list maker, it's like I have this process I have to go through, which my wife says takes me forever.
1: <laughs> you remember last fall we fished, was it Willow Creek? Willow Yeah, Springs? Uh-huh. Willow, yeah Creek Willow Creek with, yep. with Dave. Mm-hmm. Remember how fast he got out of oh, the truck man, I and know rigged it. up? He was fishing by the time I was still putting yeah, on my waders. I know it.
0: I know. Well, in all fairness, we had just gotten off a plane the night before. Or, or maybe that. No, the night before. Yeah, the night before. Yeah, I'll, I'll make as many excuses as I can. But, but uh, he
1: was quick. I mean, he waiters rigged up, and he was out fishing within probably 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. I think it took us like about 30 or 40 minutes to oh, do that. Oh, man, I know. <laughs> okay, yeah. so last thing. Okay. So the last thing I do is is to check to make sure I shut all the car doors <laughs> Remember that oh, story yes. a couple of years oh, ago? Oh yes, I
0: do. <laughs> we were fishing yeah. the
1: driftless in this beautiful little gorgeous valley, and there actually isn't that many cars that drove by that highway, but a few. Oh yeah. hmm I'm trying to remember, is it what's the name of that valley? Bohemian Valley?
0: Yeah. hmm And so you know No, Dave, it's it's some other name. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know where that was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
1: we come back after a couple hours of fly fishing and we actually came back because there was so much sun on the water we thought yeah just go back mm-hmm. to the truck and wait for a little bit and we came back and i had left the driver's side door wide open yeah <laughs> and, it, and we were on we were parked in this little patch on the right side of the highway yeah, uh-huh. so
0: cars that drove by were just barely missing that door yeah that's right plus it, they probably thought there's a sign on that said Come take whatever content you want. Come take Dave's wallet that's in yes. the middle of the council. <laughs> oh, man. I know. So, I mean, it, it, it is important to uh, kind of get a little system down to, to uh, think through how you're going to do this so that you're not spending all your time... You know, getting ready, and so that you're efficient enough that you take the things that you need to take and leave the things that you don't need. So, let's talk about the the next step, Dave. What's the what's the walk to the river like?
1: So, on our longer hikes, sometimes I dread the hike. Right? I just yeah. have to tell mm-hmm. you, I'm thinking, oh yeah. my, we got to go yeah. three miles until like you know, yeah. but. Um, for me, it's really exhilarating. You know, there's a lot of anticipation. Hmm. Sometimes, you know, we'll be actually in some good conversations yeah, mm-hmm. initially. Like if we're fishing the blue, right. you're on the river within four steps or yeah, 10 yeah. steps, right? right? So there's no conversation. But often, like even like, for example, in Canfield Creek, we hike a little bit to get to the, yeah, to the stream. It's not a long ways, maybe a quarter mile. And then we often will hike up the trail a ways. So often, sometimes it's just great. It's a great time for for conversation and usually it's not very deep it's kind of what are you thinking we should fish today and you know look at the caddis that you can see on the water and and um and so it's actually it's actually really exhilarating how about you you know
0: i would have to say it's uh it it can sometimes be my favorite part of the day i mean the favorite part of the day is when you're fishing but I, i guess there's that sense of anticipation you know you always think man this is the day when we're gonna have a banner day. And, Absolutely, and five day 10%, is still filled with hope. That's right. And five ten percent of the time that turns <laughs> yeah. that happens that way. But uh, but yeah, I think there's that sense of expectation. I kind of envision what the day uh, looks like. Um,
1: so what do we do once we get to the river? What do you do? What's like the first intuitive thing or? The well, discipline thing that you do.
0: That's. I'm glad you said the discipline thing because intuitive thing is man, I just want to rush right out into the river and start fishing. But ideally, if if I'm disciplined, I'm going to stop and I'm going to read the river. In other words, I'm going to I, I'm going to stand there and just look for rising fish. Uh, I, I want to check the water conditions. If it's a river we fished before, uh, stretch we fished before, I kind of know. I'll look at certain rocks or landmarks and be able to say, oh, the river's a little higher, the river's a little bit lower. Uh, if, if it's something that we're not as familiar with, I, I want to I see where the good runs are and make sure that before I start wading out uh, that uh, yeah, I'm not walking through uh, good water to fish.
1: Well, that's also the moment we you know, approach a run if you and I are fishing together, we either decide what to use or confirm what not to use, or yeah. to mm-hmm. go with what we've already tied yeah. on. Sometimes, if I've already tied something on, I'll re rig right there. Yeah, we've done and, that. And uh, especially yeah. if it's like caddis or you see some caddis mm-hmm. on the water, some BWOs on the water, and um, also we c- will often will kind of intuitively you'll take the best run first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. Dave, but, there, there's a great run, Dave. You ought to try that, and I'll, I'll just take this leftover pool that has most of the fish. Oh, uh, so, goodness. what else do you do? Anything else? Yeah, I usually make sure my wading staff is assembled and ready to go before I step into the river. That's been kind of a, a new... Uh, discipline for me, but uh,
1: what do you do? You have that Orvis wading staff. Yeah, that
0: that's great. That that just snaps together so quickly. Do you and, let
1: it drag alongside you. You know,
0: I, I do. I mean, if I'm going to be walking or hiking a lot, I I may not. But I've kind of learned to just let the thing, you know, trail along after me as I'm fishing, and and, and then if I'm moving much, I'll I'll pick it up and use it. But uh, yeah, that works pretty slick.
1: Well. At that point it's off we go,
0: right? The casting and hopefully catching begins. That's exactly right. So maybe to wrap this up, Dave, what are a few pieces of advice that we could offer first time fly fishers or fairly new fly fishers as they think about that uh, that hour, maybe it's ten minutes. Well, no, if if you get it takes as long to put your waders on as, as it does for me, it's more than ten minutes, but no however whatever the time is between uh, arriving at the uh, parking area and walking to the river and actually making that first cast what are what are some pieces of advice that we could offer uh, fly fishers for me i have to
1: say it's to slow down
0: not to rush oh boy that's an issue for me too
1: and you know on all these tests that i've done you know about personality tests i'm a quick start so i can get started really quickly and but, so it's a real issue for me and so i really have to discipline myself to slow down make sure i have everything with me that i want make sure that i tie good knots cuz even yeah. in that moment you can start throwing mm-hmm. on and tying a knot yep. that you know you just want to get out on the river and um, so slowing down is really important. What
0: about you? Well, I, I'd say the same thing. I have to make sure I don't rush. But on the other side, I have to make sure I don't take forever. And that can be another issue for me. You know, one thing, Dave, I've, I've learned over the years of fly fishing, and I think this is a very important observation. You know what I've learned is that there are no fish in the trunk of our car, the bed of our pickup. <laughs> in other words, man, get out to the river. Don't dilly-dally around and... Uh, yeah, it's just something I have to think through you know don't rush but but don't uh, lollygag I guess don't dilly-dally whatever little uh, descriptor you want to use there uh, so get moving <laughs> so the other the third is look twice cast once that just... you know, sounds a lot like that. Uh, the, the carpenter's proverb: Measure twice, cut once. Huh? Yeah.
1: So basically, the look twice is all about reading the river. Right? Yeah. You do mm-hmm. need to slow down and just yeah. not start slinging. Sure. And um, mm-hmm. so that you know, make sure you read
0: the river. Yeah. That's a really important piece. Yes. And I have to add this. You know, as the oldest <laughs> child, I'd have to. I'd say organize your gear ahead of time. And I'm laughing because uh, <laughs> you're you're like my wife Priscilla. She's she's a little bit more random about things and she's actually a lot faster than I am, which is, uh, which is kind of frustrating. But, but if it helps you, yeah, organize your gear ahead of time, develop a system, you know, where you store your stuff. Yes. I mean, if you are you kind of like I am, and you're that organized person, that works for you, but it works against you. We really are frickin' frack, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Because my are. satchel is a salad bowl. Oh, I know. That's probably why I like the vest, because I have a little compartment for everything. But I know exactly yeah. where everything's at. I just reach in, and well, it's right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's in this big tangled mess. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Actually... I've gotten a little bit better through. Oh moves, yeah, but... you
0: have, and I think I've lightened up a little bit as well. Yeah, so. I'm not so sure. Yeah, but... <laughs> okay. Well, enough of that. Uh, have a great time on the river. We hope that first hour before you get there is uh, is as uh, enjoyable and goes as quickly as you can. Now it's time for great stuff from our listeners. Here's a comment from Gary Junior on our podcast on seven tips for better fly casting. He writes. My favorite comment in this episode belongs to Dave. Natural athletes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Dave, that was very poetic. Good, good writing there. Yeah, but he goes on to uh, Gary goes on to say, I'm fortunate to have been a decent athlete and, and took to casting fairly quickly, but I would recommend practicing a roll cast to beginners. It is safe, versatile, and will help with the wrist action, Steve mentioned. The power of the wrist should not be underestimated. And then I like this last line. Ask Hank Aaron. Oh, oh. that's great. Oh, I know. That I, is really I a great comment. I remember watching him hit. First game I had baseball game I ever saw. Atlanta Braves, the St. Louis Cardinals, and Hank Aaron hit a home run. And if you watch him on video, oh, man, the wrist action was just amazing. And yeah, that's what uh, that's what flycasters have to do. Instead of this long wavy, looks so elegant, romantic. Man, you're cast. snapping your wrist. That's where you get that line to do those nice, you know, loops that unfurl. And yeah, uh, yeah that, that beauty is happens because you're snapping your wrists.
1: And dot dot dot. It makes the rod load and load properly. Yeah. It makes you know makes that. fly rod actually do (laughs) its work right right?
0: yes if you're going to spend that much on a fly rod you better snap those ribs. exactly well that's going to do it for today what tips would you offer a new fly fisher about the first hour from parking lot to river's edge please go to twoguysinarever.com and comment on this podcast link what should new fly fishers expect and what can they do to make the most of the first hour en route from the vehicle to the river
1: you can find two guys in a river on instagram facebook twitter itunes stitcher and of course you can visit our website two guys in a where we publish one new episode and one new article each week and of course we'd love for you to purchase our book on amazon.com it's called the fly fishers book of lists life is short catch more fish
0: well thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Matheson and I'm Dave Getz. Until next time we are two guys in a River For the love of fly fishing.